Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Incline listeners. Looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? Thank you for checking out The Incline. I am your host, Kevin Klein. You can follow me on Twitter, at Klein25. It's spelled just like the underwear. It's Thursday, May 9th. The Los Angeles Dodgers, soaring high right now. 25-14 and 14 on the season. They are three games ahead of the Arizona Diamondbacks and three and a half games ahead of the San Diego Padres. They're coming off... 10 straight home wins right now, including three series sweeps in a row. And the latest victim, the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers sweep the Braves, outscoring them in this three-game series, 23-7. to Right now, the Dodgers are 7-3 and in their last 10 games. They have the best record in baseball absolutely dominating at home 15 and 4 is their home record and they are the best team in the national league with a one and a half game lead right now over the chicago cubs last night was a little fun for the fans it was mexican heritage night i hope everyone had a great evening if they were at the ballpark clayton kershaw gets the win in the series finale, improves his record to 2-0 on the season, while Mike Fultonevich comes up short. He's now 0-2, and the Dodgers hang on, win the game 9-4. So last night, Kershaw's line, he gave up a season-high 9 hits. He allowed 4 earned runs to score. Although the last two were kind of a little shaky, maybe not so much his fault as there was some bad defense and Scott Alexander came in, couldn't get the out. But Kershaw did give up a two-run home run to Ronald Acuna Jr. last night. Kind of not surprised. Acuna is a great hitter and he'd be coming into this series kind of cold. It was due time for Acuna to just hit a bomb. But Kershaw only gave up one walk. 
season low, four strikeouts. And his ERA bloomed to 331 on the season. Still not bad. Still believe Kershaw is going to get better as the season progresses. But maybe the unsung hero of last night's game, Dylan Floro. He held it down. He pitched one in the third innings. His ERA on the season is still a goose egg. It's a nice zero. That's right. Dylan Floro yet to allow one earned run to score this season. And it was significant when Floro came in because it was a 5-4 score. Braves had runners on. But Floro did his job and he held that lead. And the Dodgers didn't look back. They ended up going on to win. You know who ended up closing out that game? It was Joe Kelly. And some of you Dodgers fans, you need to calm your tits because don't start acting like Joe Kelly is going to turn it around after one good outing. I watched those three at-bats. I was still not impressed at all. The Braves, you could tell they knew this game was over. They were just hacking up there because they just wanted to fly back to wherever they're going next because they felt like losers and probably had that Tiger Woods meme in their head. So... Calm down on Blow Kelly. He's still a terrible reliever and an awful signing. I'm not buying into it yet. He still has a 942 ERA on the season, a whip of 1.8. Let's not forget it was just a few days ago on May 4th against the Padres when Blow Kelly came in. He only could pitch a third of an inning, and he allowed three earned runs to score, and it could have been worse. The guy is still flat-out awful, and I'm not a fan of him at all. Batters are still hitting 359 against this junk reliever. It's going to take months for me to trust him in any high leverage situation. So they want to just keep throwing him out there in these five plus lead situations. By all means, I don't know if he's going to make the postseason roster at this point because he just is terrible. But anyways, probably the slugger of last night's game. Max Muncy, he went three for five. He had two RBIs. He scored two runs. He hit a home run. And he even stole a base. He's been on fire so far in the month of May. He's hitting 375, an on base percentage of 464. He's got three home runs and 11 RBIs. So Muncy, really heating up right now. And I like it a lot. Another guy, got to give some love to, the best redhead in the game, Justin Turner. In the last two games, he's hit four home runs, basically quintupling his home run total that he had in April. He's up to five on the season now. And Justin Turner had a three home run game on Tuesday night, the first of his career. And that was very impressive. Right now in the month of May, Turner, he's batting 367. He's got four home runs and nine RBIs. And then another guy who's really been heating up over his last seven games, Chris Taylor. 
went from batting in the 160s, but over the last seven games, he's batting 360, raising his batting average now to 223. So, Chris Taylor heating up at the right time when the opportunities are coming his way. We already know Alex Verdugo's been on fire, and it's good to see Chris Taylor really heating up right when we need him. Dodgers offense right now, just mashing every night. Already mentioned how they dominated the Braves. They had a 9-0 victory Tuesday night because of this man, Hunjin Ryu. He threw his first complete game shutout since 2013. He went all nine innings, obviously, and just kept Braves hitters off balance the entire game, including a perfect game through five. Right now, on the season, Hunjin Ryu has a record of 4-1, and one, an ERA of 2.03, and maybe even crazier than that is his whip right now, 8-12, 0.812, so it's not even at one. So that means he's allowing less than one batter on base per inning. So far over 44 and a third innings, he's only allowed two walks and he has 45 strikeouts. So, so far, Hunchin Ryu proving me very wrong about his effectiveness in this 2019 campaign. I didn't think he was going to be this dominant, but so far, Hunjin Ryu pushing for an all-star campaign. He was the opening day starter, and right now, one could argue he's our best starting pitcher. Walker Buehler had a pretty impressive outing in the first game of the series when he faced Kevin Gaussman. Buehler ended up going seven innings. He had eight strikeouts. His record now on the season, he's 4-0. Dropped that ERA down to 4.95. And maybe impressive for him as well is the whip, 1.10. So, Bueller not allowing too many batters to reach base as well. Maybe he's averaging about one an inning, which is pretty solid. So, Braves did not get their revenge after an NLDS loss to the Dodgers last year. Dodgers didn't hold back. They swept them three games to none. We move on. Our next series, we have a four-game series against the Washington Nationals. The Nationals, who were my pick to win the NL East heading into the season, not looking like that whatsoever. They just fired their pitching coach a few days ago, and it might be time for the ownership to realize that their GM and their manager are not working out because this team is really underachieving. They should be up there in first place because they have the talent on paper. And this isn't even a case of injuries. This is just really bad stats overall that I'll get to in a moment. But right now, the Nationals, their record is 14-22. and They're eight games below five hundred. They're coming into this series in L.A. with a four-game losing streak. And in their last 10 games, they have a record of 2-8. and eight. So far on the season, they've only scored 
165 runs versus the National League National League leading Dodgers 214. And the Dodgers are the only NL team to have scored more than 200 runs this season so far. So Thursday's game features a familiar name. It's Patrick Corbin. He's 2 and 1. He has an ERA of 3.71. He'll take on Rich Hill who doesn't have a record yet, but has a 3.6 ERA. This will be Hill's third start of the season. And in his career, Patrick Corbin versus the Dodgers, his record is 4-9. He's logged 102 innings, and he has a career ERA of 3.59. So basically what that means is he doesn't allow too many runs against the Dodgers, might be a case of just not getting enough run support in most of those games. So realistically, we could expect the Dodgers to maybe get three or four against Corbin. And I'd call that a success because right now the batters that are currently playing for the Dodgers, they've logged 139 at bats against Corbin. They're batting 245 against him. And the guy that really stands out in this matchup, one of the Dodgers hottest hitters, Red Dream, Justin Turner. Career average against Patrick Corbin, 414, including two home runs. And then Austin Barnes, 3 for 10. He has two home runs against Patrick Corbin. So those are two guys to look out for in that game. We move on to Friday, where Braves game two starter, if I'm correct, Anabel Sanchez, new uniform. He's 0-5 on the season. He has an ERA of 5-15. So the transition to the Nationals, not working out too well for Mr. Anibal Sanchez. Really struggling so far to start the season. 0-5. And he takes on Kenta Maeda, who is 3-2 on the season. And he has an ERA of 4-66. But Maeda, he's been struggling over his last three outings. He's allowed 10 earned runs over 15 innings. So that game could really go either way. Both starters on a cold streak. It's either going to be a pitcher's duel because that seems to be how things work out or there's going to be quite a few runs scored. So that'll be a fun Friday night fireworks game. And then Saturday we got the ace of the Nationals, Max Scherzer. I'm looking at his record right now, and I can't believe he's actually 1-4 on the season. He's an ERA of 378, but he's pitched around 50-something innings, and he has the National League leading strikeouts. It's like 79 or something, so he's still full in hitters. That record of 1-4, a bit surprising. And then he's taking on Walker Bueller, so this is a pretty marquee matchup for Bueller in his young career. Gets to take on a multiple Cy Young Award winner. And then Bueller, 4-0, 4.95 ERA. Scherzer in his career against the Dodgers, he's 4-4 with a 2.77 ERA during the regular season. So we'll see if this can break that 4-4 tie. Drop Scherzer down to below 500 against the Dodgers, hopefully. And then in the final game, Sunday, one of my favorite pitchers who I thought 
would be the real deal. Never really lived up to the hype. San Diego State guy, Steven Strasburg. 3-2 and two on the season. He's got a 3-7-1 ERA as well. And he's taking on Hunjin Ryu, who we already talked about. So, pretty good series. We're going to see what the... We're going to see the best the Nationals have to offer. Some of the guys to keep out, keep your eye out on from a hitting standpoint, their third baseman, Anthony Rendon. He's batting 325 on the season. Right-handed bat. He's really good against left-handed pitching. I believe I saw him hit a home run once in a National League Division Series game against the Dodgers. Got some pop. This surprising name, but he's been doing really good so far. Howie Kendrick, former Dodger, batting 320 on the season, filling in for Ryan Zimmerman and Trey Turner, but doing a really nice job right now. But he can hit lefties too, so watch out for Kendrick. And then finally, their leadoff man, Adam Eden, batting 293. Not the biggest power guy, but he can still sneak one past you. He can hit doubles, but when he gets on base, he's always a threat to steal. He's kind of pesky, so just another guy to keep your eye out on. And then the young phenom who looks like it was reported he'll come off the IL on Saturday just in time to catch a couple of Dodger games, Juan Soto. The big power bat for this team. Just another guy that if you throw the wrong pitch, he's going to go yard on you. So when Soto's back, just beware of him. So maybe one of the reasons the Nationals are as bad as they are is the pitching. Because right now they have a team ERA of 494 that's 24th in all of baseball and they have the worst bullpen in major league baseball right now 30th their ERA is 657 that is just flat out embarrassing how do you call yourself a major league baseball team when you have a bullpen ERA of 657 and it's not like they didn't do anything to address this. They added Kyle Bearclaw, who's actually been solid for them. They added Trevor Rosenthal, who's been flat-out embarrassing. I mean, they have a good closer in Sean Doolittle, but then they have these guys, Grace and Suero. Both their ERAs are over 6 right now. Joe Ross, ERA over 10. And then Jennings, I don't even know how he's in the majors right now. He has an ERA of 16.8. Just awful. And the Nationals play in D.C. What a disgrace that is. This team belongs somewhere sad like Oklahoma City where the fans will accept them for who they are because this team just flat out embarrassing. But anyways, let's move on. After the National Series, the Dodgers will get a break Monday. No game. And they're going to take on the San Diego Padres in L.A. That was a fun series and don't know who the probables are yet, but 
if we go off my last podcast, we're going to just use a lot of that information again when the time comes because it was really fun, the Dodgers and Padres. I kind of like it that they're good. It's not as fun when we just roll them over every game. The competitive aspect of things, that's what makes baseball fun. I had a poll that I set up a, a day ago. I asked people if the Dodgers were able to get one pitcher, would it be Max Scherzer or Madison Bumgarner? Got a pretty good sample size. 72 people voted, and it was a landslide. 93% of people wanted Max Scherzer over Madison Bumgarner. I'm not really sure why it was that big a landslide. Maybe there's a little bias because Dodgers fans don't like a giant. But... I'm the contrarian on this. I can see the argument for why you would want Scherzer. Obviously, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's won multiple Cy Youngs. He can flat out strike people out. He had 300 Ks last year. During the regular season, he's definitely the better pitcher. But when you really dig into things... I don't think Madison Bumgarner is as bad as people really think. I mean, on the season right now, he has a um, a FIP of 352, while his actual ERA is 399. He's made eight starts. He's gone 49 innings, 51 Ks. The velocity is up. That's not the main argument, though. We just saw last season when the Dodgers acquired what we thought would be one of the best hitters in baseball, named Manny Machado. He didn't really come through as well as we were hoping in the World Series and for the entire postseason for that matters. Same thing happened with you, Darvish, and I don't want to go down that road again. But in the postseason, one of these guys has an ERA of 3-7 and the other has an ERA of low twos. It's actually Max Scherzer, who in the postseason, he's 4-5. and five. He has an ERA of 3.73. He's logged 82 innings. And you look at those numbers, it's not the same Scherzer you get during the regular season. And Madison Bumgarner on the flip side, he's actually pitched more innings. He's pitched 102 innings. He has a record of 8-3, and three, and a, he has an ERA of 2-11. I'm one of those guys that I'm all about clutch. If you don't have the clutch, I don't want you. There's a reason why players like Robert Ory, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Stephen Curry, the list goes on, all won multiple championships because they have clutch. Now we turn it back to baseball. Guys like John Lackey, you thought were dead during the regular season, he always found a way to turn it up in the postseason. Cole Hamels always finds a way to come through in the postseason. Chris Carpenter, Derek Jeter, Reggie Jackson, Justin Verlander. I mean, I could go all day, but my point is some players just live to compete in the postseason while others just perish. I don't really see a scenario where the Giants 
would give Bumgarner to the Dodgers, but I have this glimmer of hope because Farhan Zaidi used to work with the Dodgers, and maybe there's some prospects that he really would want. So if the time came and there was an opportunity, I would take Bumgarner for sure. I just believe he's the more clutch pitcher. That's just my little side conversation I wanted to have. So that's pretty much it for the Dodgers right now. The Padres series was good. The Dodgers took two of three. Obviously, that Hunter Renfro walk-off Grand Slam really hurt. It still was nice that they stuck it to Kirby Yates. They made him go 0-2. Two nice comeback wins. And Kershaw did good besides that Machado home run. Can't believe Machado hit three home runs off the Dodgers. That was crazy. Framrio Reyes hit a bomb. But Max Muncy, he had some really clutch home runs, and those were really fun to watch. Verdugo had a go-ahead walk. Great series in Petco. Looking forward to more games as this series progresses, as the season progresses. I'm going to rant about a few things. First of all, Kevin Gaussman. We just saw him pitch against the Dodgers, but this has to do with MLB giving him a suspension that he appealed. First of all, Kevin Gaussman threw behind Jose Urena in retaliation to another game where Urena threw a ball at Acuna. And you got to respect Gaussman for having his teammate back, his teammates back. He didn't even hit Urena, but yet there were no warnings issued. It was the second inning. Gaussman threw a ball behind Urena, and the MLB umpire tossed him immediately. And, I mean, that's fine, I guess. I think there should have been a warning. This wasn't like the whole Cindergard thing where it was, like, deliberately vicious. It was just a fastball behind his back. And yet MLB, who's already struggling with ratings... Killing one of the most fun parts about baseball, which I guess you got to say is violence. Even just the aggressiveness of teams clearing the benches, talking smack to each other. It's getting killed when MLB now suspends Gaussman for five games because he threw behind Urena's back. You got to make baseball fun and part of the fun is just like how hockey there's fights NBA we get the whole technicals now we can't even have MLB players going at each other just verbally it just kills me to see that so I'm not a fan of that whole Gaussman suspension I think it's a really weak move on MLB and then the same night that Ryu threw a shutout, it kind of got stolen thanks to Mike Fires. He threw a no-hitter against the Cincinnati Reds. I bring this up because as somebody who was so anti-Turner Ward, thought he was a terrible hitting coach, and the numbers really show why. I mean, the Dodgers in 2018 were basically the worst hitting team of the decade with runners in scoring position and clutch situations. 
And then we had that whole 2016 year where the Dodgers couldn't hit lefties at all to save their life. They were one of the worst left-hitting teams in the like, history of baseball. So when Turner Ward voluntarily left to Cincinnati, I was thrilled. And the Reds have not looked good at all offensively. When the Dodgers play them soon, we'll go into the, some of their numbers. But yeah, Mike Fires threw his second career no-hitter. He looked pumped up when he did that. Guy is just mediocre. He had an ERA of like six or something. Throws a no-hitter against the Reds. How embarrassing. And yeah, Yasiel Puig got no-hit again once in his career. The Chicago Cubs surging right now in their last 10 games. They're 9-1. and one. They've taken first place in the Central. They have the best run differentiate run difference in the National League. They're first with a plus 54. So Cubs heating up at the right time. And then the Philadelphia Phillies, another team I was high on going into the season. They're the only team above 500 in the NL East. They're 21 and 15, three and a half games up on the Braves. A guy that's really emerged, Jared Eikhoff. Didn't even start the season in the rotation. Came in. He's 2-1 and one on the season. He has an ERA of 150. He just threw an 8-inning shutout against the Cardinals. And then Zach Eflin also looking really good. He's got 5 wins, I believe. Christian Yelich leading the National League and baseball in home runs. He's got 16 of them now. Hit his 16th um, just the other day in Miller Park. So Yellow's trying to pull away from Cody Bellinger, I guess. Got two more home runs than him. And then get this. Right now in the National League, the best pitcher in terms of ERA is the Padres rookie Chris Paddock. He's a 155 ERA. And then just right behind him, Zach Davies of the Brewers. He has a 156 ERA. Two guys that I never would have thought. Off to just an incredible start. Luis Castillo, third. He's got a 197 ERA. And then in fourth place, it's our Dodger, Hunjin Ryu, 203. And then Granke, Zach Granke, former Dodger, leading the National League with five wins as well. For the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then out in the American League. The Minnesota Twins. They're looking really good. They're in first place. They have the best. Record by percentage. I think in all of baseball right now. Jose Barrios. Six wins on the season. Looking like an ace out there. And then guys like. Jorge Polanco. Rosario. CJ Crone. All just crushing the baseball right now. And then last but not least for the Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Glass now. He's got six wins. That's tied for first. And he is the best ERA in baseball. 147. I remember seeing Tyler Glass now pitch for the Pittsburgh Pirates at a game against Dodger Stadium. He had no confidence out there. He was really struggling. Pirates trade him for Archer, and they traded more, obviously. And he's just flipped his entire career around. 
Tyler Glass now showing. Sometimes you just don't give up on a pitcher so early. And maybe a change of scenery can really fix things. That's going to conclude today's episode of The Incline. You can follow me on Twitter. Username, Klein25. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Let's get some more wins at home and take down those Nationals. Go Dodgers! Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.